something is a powerful thing to do. Amen. In our world, we don't have a lot of time to group, do we? In our culture. And uh, yet we know it's valid and it's necessary. Something draws us to need to do that. But running from it is real, isn't it? Amen. Today I get to talk about the easy life, and I'm not talking about the American dream. Amen. That many of us are pursuing and finding out it's not as easy to get there as you think. Amen. Matter of fact, from that lens, you never really arrived there. But the Lord wants you to have the easy life today. Amen. And he has a plan where he gets to be daddy and provide that to all of us. Anybody want him to be daddy for you? But we have to come as kids. That's important. We come as kids. See, I, I just uh, saw Marcia and I think it's Christine, amen, doing some grouping up here during our worship set. And um, they were putting God to the test. They were choosing the easy life. Amen. You know, Peter and John were on their way to the temple. And at the gate beautiful, they met a man begging for silver and gold. Pause for effect. Anybody want some silver and gold? Does anybody think silver and gold can answer some things you need to be answered? But after double-checking, I've talked to some very wealthy people that on their deathbed, they regret putting all their energy in trying to get silver and gold. That they didn't have relationships. They were by themselves. They were beat up. And if they could take all that money they had and give it away for relationships, that's what they would do. Several conversations, by the way. Peter and John said, silver and gold we don't have, but such as I have, I'm going to give it to you right now. Let's get up and go walking. Come go with us. And that same moment, the guy decided, you know what, I'm going to agree with you because I've been out here begging for many years and it ain't working. And I keep getting some silver and some gold, but it ain't making any difference. Let me put to test what you've got to give. So we're talking about the easy life today. And it's a choice. And uh, the temptation to choose to try to be a good person does not stop. If I do enough good things, eventually I will be fulfilled. And God has got this thing set up to where we let him do all the good things and we just join with him. So I want to take a few moments today and uh, challenge you with a few passages in Scripture. Matthew 11, verse 28 says it this way. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And we could stop there and talk about all the stuff we're carrying that we hadn't told anybody about. Or we could talk about all the stuff we're carrying that we've already told everybody about. And notice what Jesus said, I will give you rest. Bring all your stuff. Come give, come give it to me, and I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, 
Take my yoke upon you. There's a yoke involved. Let me teach you. Let me talk to you. Because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke, here's that yoke again, is easy to bear. And the burden I give you is light. That sounds like a deal, don't it? Easy and light. I'm, I'm looking for easy and light. Okay. I think most of us here today, especially since we're the adult group, we, we know what heavy and burdensome really looks like. We know what getting beat up looks like. And we've been going to church long enough. And the Lord's saying, would you just be the church? Will you just be? Don't try to do nothing else. Just be. Because if you'll just be who I say you are and give me access to my house that I already own, through you I'll do all that good stuff the enemy's trying to get you to do. Because I'm good. And, and I can bring forth what needs to be done. You just be. Just be. Be available. Agreeable. Be available. Be agreeable. Yes, Lord, as Tony would say. If we can get that, yes, Lord, I agree. Jesus already did the work. Has anybody read that in the scripture? It's already been done. And that work was on a cross 2,000 years ago that we deserved to be hanging on, but we couldn't do it because we couldn't provide the answer. Only he could. So he did the work of atonement. Amen. You remember, and I just read you the scripture, take my yoke. There's a yoke involved. That means there's boundaries. We've been talking about that with the leaders. Boundaries have two essentials, what you create and what you allow. Anybody own a house? Well, anybody steward in the house that God owns. Right? And as steward, you create some things and you allow some things. And when I go to your house, because you're the steward of that house, amen, if I'm going to be honorable to you, I will yield to the boundaries that you put in place. And I will join with you in unity so that I can be blessed, amen, at the place you're stewarding. But if I go there and I think you owe me something and I think you need to pet me and burp me and change my proverbial diaper, amen, and I disregard the fact that you have boundaries in place, that's not going to be fun for you, right? Or it's not going to be fun for me. It's going to get pretty heavy and burdensome because you're not going to pet me like I want to be petted. The boundaries are in place. They ain't changing for me. Amen? And you're going to allow me to get a revelation, which is going to be heavy and burdensome for me. Anybody been through anything heavy and burdensome lately? Felt like it was unfair. You see, God, God set some boundaries, and he created his kingdom. While creating that kingdom, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit, he allows some things too. 
And this is what we, if we catch this, you're going to find out how powerful you are if we can catch this. And God bless everybody online. I pray you're catching it too. But God came in flesh and paid my debt and your debt off. We couldn't do it, but he could. Boy, he, he got the ability to do it. And he did it. And he allows only humanity, only humanity of all of his creation, only humanity, you are the apple of his eye, the object of his affection. You're his passion. You're his treasure. He purchased you, whether you know it or not. He already owns you. He just don't force his ownership. He paid the debt off. We owe him everything. And all he asks in return is agreement. Yes, Lord. <sighs> agreement to what? When he speaks. The truth shall make you free. Take my yoke up on you so he can do what? So I can teach you. Well, I think I know what I need to know. Well, you're not ready for the yoke yet. You're not ready for the easy life yet. Have I done that before? Yeah. I thought I under, understood God. I thought I had all the Bible studies in order. And I thought, man, you know, hey, I'm going the right way. I'm going to arrive. I'll get there. And it just got heavier and more burdensome and more frustrating. And the relationships didn't get better. They got more broken. And ah, But I'm doing all I know to do, Lord, and you're not being fair. Right? All he asked was for me to say, yes, Lord. All he asked was, can you get your mind around, you'll never be perfect apart from your agreement with me. Oh, well, that really puts things in perspective. Because, you know, he, Jesus did say, be ye perfect as my Father in heaven is perfect. Well, Obviously, he believes we can do it. All right, now be careful, Pastor. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say what Daddy told me. Did you know how easy it is for you to be perfect? And he gave me that download this week. Because I can ask my wife if I'm perfect, and she'll prove to me I'm not. I mean, she got the evidence. Oh, this is going to help us today. But Jesus says, if you'll just agree with me, the moment you agree with my atonement on your behalf, the moment you repent to the reality that I shed my blood, and quit trying to be good for me, quit trying to be, I'm not asking any of my kids to be good. I'm asking them to be who I say they are. The moment I say, yes, Lord, amen, to the fact that I can do nothing to earn the grace of God, the moment I agree with him, a transformation is made. And where I was imperfect because the enemy convinced me that all those things I did that was bad, they belonged to me. And so I had guilt and shame and frustration and anger and 
all kinds of adjectives that go with attitude that proved Jesus wouldn't be in daddy the moment I agree that he loved me first and that he gave his life so I could live and have life more abundantly. My agreement transforms me into perfection. Okay. Uh, help me because I'm not tracking. Look, since you can't do anything good, does everybody agree with that? Only God is good. Is there, anybody believe in the Bible? There's only one good and it's, it's God. True? So why do we keep doing all this effort? We're putting all this energy into being good. Who are we trying to prove that we're good to? Now, this is really good. It's going to help you. Because the moment I agree that his blood atonement makes the difference, I quit paying attention to any other voice that says anything otherwise. And there's a lot of religious voice saying, you gotta, you got to get them, you're going to have to pray 24 hours, no, 28 hours today in this name for 24 hours. And you're going to have to straighten up and do right, amen, and you just might eke your, your way in. I didn't say it just like that, but this is important. The moment I agree that he makes the difference, and that means I agree with the fact that he paid the debt off that I couldn't pay, and I'm about to enjoy a life that's light and easy because of him. The moment I agree with that, he's able to come to his house. On that agreement, on that agreement. And in his house, he will feast with me and you in his house. And in feasting with him, we take on his nature, his character. All of a sudden, amen, he starts forming himself in me by way of his love, by way of his love and blood that he shed for me. Got to catch this. And from there, he's able from me to do good things. And I will say, look what the Lord has done. Anything that I engage in that equals good and I'm tempted to take credit for, he's not Lord of his house. If I need you to pet me on the back and say, good job, pastor, or good job, Dwayne, I haven't let him come to his house yet. I haven't yet agreed with him. The moment I get eat up in my spirit with his spirit coming to my spirit, and I'm, in, I'm just tall into being in fellowship with him, that means prayer. I'm now truly praying, not playing. Christian? Have I ever been in prayer meetings where I was playing Christian? I hate to raise my hand. And I love the, what I heard this week about the ladies' prayer meeting. They decided that the Cinderella of the church is prayer. <laughs> Somebody said, what in the world does that mean? Cinderella is in prison to the stepmama. 
not the true church. And because there's a false church and there's a true church, the false church has lots more people walking with the false church. It's in the Bible, by the way. Go read in Galatians. Paul shared it. Amen. The, the mother of us all is the true church, heavenly Jerusalem that comes down. Oh, that's the city of God. Yeah, that's the bride of Christ. There has to be a bride for there to be sons. And out of the bride of Christ, God puts his seed, his truth in the womb of the bride so that he can be glorified with sons. But then there's a mother that's not heavenly Jerusalem that's operating in our earth right now, and she has lots of kids but no husband. Paul said it. It's in your Bible. And lots of us have been in, in, uh, inspired by, I hate to say it like that, but we have been manipulated by this lie that looks like God, but it's not. And the reason I know that is because most of the professed believers that I've been in contact with and I love dearly, they're beat up. They're frustrated. There's no evidence that they are believers because certain signs follow them that believe, and there's no evidence that they're believing. And that beats you up when you know that these signs shall follow them and they're not happening. What's my problem? Because I believe in Jesus. And therein lies the big question. Do you really believe in Jesus? Because he can't lie, can he? Mm-mm. That's right. He's the word that was made flesh, and he can only tell the truth. And it's that truth that will set me free. So what is that truth to me today? There's a fresh word from heaven for every one of us here. May not be the same word I get, but it's daddy talking to his kids. And I had different conversations with my children, amen, as an earthly father. And I didn't say the same thing to every one of them, but I had to come in because they were uniquely different. And every one of us are on a journey, and we need daddy to be daddy specifically to us in our individuality. True? So there is a specific word for you today that he's saying, if you will agree with me, you're going to find out how powerful you are. You're going to find out how much I've been trying to love you, and you wouldn't let me love you. I can say it like that because I, I know how to do that. Won't let daddy love me because I think I'm smart. I think I got God figured out, right? And because I won't take no for an answer, he'll let me go down that road until I get sick and tired of being sick and tired and say, all right, daddy, yes, Lord, I agree with what you're saying. I don't understand a thing you're saying, but I agree with it. <sighs> and he's able to, that's when you open the door up, you let him in. He's able to come in and sit down with us and feast with us and start forming himself in us until we become 
who he says we are for his glory. Amen. I don't know if I'm going to get to read another scripture to you because uh, the Lord's talking right now and impacting me. And I love the presence of God that's just blowing through my spirit. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Three things that you need to be aware of if indeed you want to live the easy life. And I think we all agree right now in this moment that don't go after silver and gold. Now, if you wind up with some silver and gold, be sure you steward it correctly so that it don't become greater than God. And some of you got some silver and gold. Just remember who it belongs to. Are you just going to be heavy and burdensome the rest of your life and you're not going to have any solid relationships? Is that okay? Three things that are important for you and I if we want to enjoy light and easy, the easy life. Number one, agreement. 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 It's so important that we say, yes, Lord. Amen. And he's talking right now. And it's not going to be conducive to you and I, amen, as far as figuring him out. Because the only thing that pleases God is faith. I'm not talking about your faith being what denomination you're associated with. Or what, amen, you believe as it relates to doctrine or what group you're associated with. That's not the point. The faith that God's talking about is when he utters his word to us. Do I have a ear? Amen. God's not going to make anybody have an ear. He's asking me and you individually, every one of us, if you have an ear to hear, well, who decides that? You. The guy in the mirror has got to lose his influence until that guy in the mirror is transformed into Christ. I decide whether or not I have an ear. Is that helping anybody? Well, I mean, I can't hear God talk. You know why you can't? Because you're hearing all them other voices talk. Well, I want to hear God. How bad? How serious are you about hearing God? Well, as soon as I get all this stuff fixed and all these things in order, God can count on me. Probably not can count on you. Because you ain't fig- everything you fix is going to break again. Everything you put your hand on and your fingerprint on, it's going to be corrupted quickly. But if you ever let him put his fingerprint on it, if you ever let him fix it, it's eternal. I cannot, y'all, make anything that's impure, pure. I cannot make anything unholy, holy. 
I cannot save myself. Even though there's an appeal from heaven for me to save myself from this wicked and untoward generation. This culture, the darkness of this world. Save yourself. How do you do that? Agree with him. Agreement. I cannot atone anyone in their sin. Who can? Ah. But there's some people he's wanting to reach, Brother Marty, through me and you, that he can't reach them if I don't let him in. And I don't give him this most unruly member that I want to be in charge of and let him say it the way he wants to say it, with the kind of dynamic he wants to say it, where he's Lord. I really would like to know and get a idea of what's going to happen if I start saying what he says. Faith is what pleases God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Anybody want to be fulfilled? Anybody want to be complete? Anybody want to be <sighs> under the spot where the glory falls out? Anybody want to live life easy? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So can I encourage you? There's a direct word from heaven for you today, and God's going to say it specifically for you. Every, every one whatever is going to get this unique bread from heaven. This, give us this day our daily bread. And Jesus said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, now you're putting it together. Ah, nah. But you must choose to have an ear. You choose it. And I just tell you what I give my ear to, the guy in the mirror. If I can explain it, that's got to be God. If I can't explain it, mm -mm, I ain't let the devil body slam me. And all the while, I just got body slammed. But I got Bible studies to back up why I can understand this and why it's right. Just got body slammed. Faith can never be understood. Mm -mm. Explain walking on water. Can't, can't. Oh, let me help you. Jesus said to them, get in the boat and let's cross to the other side. Now, we'd all say, I agree, Daddy. That's good. Jesus, I agree with you. You get in the boat with him, and we're agreeing we're going to cross to the other side. We think we got it, right? But when he speaks, it's going to be tested. And it's going to be tested in ways I don't like on purpose. Because I don't have it. But my interpretation of let's get in the boat and cross the other side didn't include all these other adjectives that went on. I've I had council, council sessions, pastoral sessions, got to be careful here, pastoral sessions with people that were just being honest about, my God, man, I'm, I'm, I'm for the Lord, but man, I'm getting run over by a steamroller. Lots of the Relationship breakdowns, marriage issues, and employment, not enough month for the money, or not enough money for the month. 
Right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Easy life, right? It ain't easy. Well, that's not the problem. It ain't silver and gold that's the problem. And we're begging for silver and gold, and it ain't, ain't the answer. But it's so tempting to go after it, isn't it? It's like, man, I need more gold and silver. I need a bigger checking account. I need more money. Boy, if I could get that, I'd be happier. Amen. Agreement. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the voice of God. You make the decision whether or not you have an ear or not. That's why prayer has been misinterpreted. And we do more penance and more apologies and more wasting time telling on everybody else to God about what's wrong. I'm not okay, and it's their fault, and you need to fix this, Lord. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And we never went to prayer. Because Daddy has already got, he's, he's got the answer for all of that, but nobody listened to him. And we enter into prayer with our form of godliness without any power backing it up. I'm just talking about the guy in the mirror. I'm not, y'all know I'm not preaching to nobody. The guy in the mirror is teaching me some things about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of hell. And it's amazing how we get pulled into pursuing the kingdom of hell more than the kingdom of God, and we think it's God. We think it's church. We think it's good. We think it's righteous, but it's all the kingdom of hell. And the, the group that was on the wide way, that went through the wide gate, Lord, didn't you see all we did? But you know, the group on the straight and narrow way, they ain't talking about what they did. They're only talking about what he's doing. If I'm having to convince you that I've done something good, I know I'm not walking down the right road. I just confessed I don't have the right ear, and I'm not hearing what the Spirit's saying to the church. The guy in the mirror is an enemy if he's not being transformed into the, the kingdom of God image. And it's real, y'all. I'm not okay, and it's your fault. Don't stop. Come on, look, how many of y'all talk politics? Don't raise your hand. It's so tempting because politics is all a measurement of somebody's perception of what's good and evil, right and wrong. How much politics does Jesus talk? He's the king of all kings. He sits on the throne. He raises governance up, and he brings them down. He sets the parameters. He's in charge, if I let him. Now, he's in control whether I like it or not. The question is, I'm going to let him be in charge. Well, I let him be in charge when I choose to have an ear to hear what he's saying. That's when I let, yes, Lord. And when, he, when he gets in, he wants me to pray for the governments. He wants me to pray for all the people in the government because he loves every one of them. And he died for them, too. But the politics of it? No, he ain't worried about it because the devil works for him. The devil got defeated 2,000 years ago. Anybody believe that? He, the Lord won. 
He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave from the liar and the thief and the manipulator, didn't he? And now the enemy's job is to do one thing, to convince you you need Jesus without telling you, right? He ain't going to come tell you you need Jesus. He's going to beat you up until you find out, i got to have some help. And you'll find out somebody else is walking this light and easy life. They're, I mean, they're enjoying life. It's like, man, they're, but, but they're going through all kind of stuff, and they ain't, they ain't belly aching. They're happy. They're bubbly. It's like they're skipping with daddy right through the fire that's seven times hotter. You're tracking. So they get in the boat, y'all. They get in the boat. I agree with Jesus. Man, we're following Jesus. You can count on us, Lord. We're your, we're your guys. You can count. We, we all in. And that boogity, 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 right on across the lake. And all of a sudden, pushback, wind, waves, thunder. Jesus is sleeping, showing them how to live an easy life. Because when he spoke, he meant what he said. We're going to the other side. And obviously, that storm wasn't as bad as they thought it was. They're screaming at Jesus, you don't care. We're about to die, and here you are sleeping. They had to wake him up. So it couldn't have been that big of a deal because he's still sleeping. Pause for effect. I know, I know the boys that were in the boat was writing this down. Yeah, it was pretty rough. It was bad. But from his lens, what we see is bad. Not bad at all. What you're fussing over, what I'm fussing over and having heartburn over, he can sleep through it. And he's wanting to show us how to rest. He's wanting to show us the easy life. Right in the middle of everything busting loose and looking like it's not, I mean, this world's going to hell in handbag. My God, it can't get no worse than what it is. It's pretty bad from a logical lens. But when I talk to Daddy about it, he ain't, bought, he ain't taking no Rolaids. He ain't got no acid indigestion. He's like, man, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm about to do something going to blow your mind, and I need all this stupid happening so that I can happen. So I can stand up and show y'all how much power I got. And all he's asking is agreement. Yes, Lord. But you have to choose to have that ear. You must choose, amen, today. If you're going to listen to what he's saying versus what other voices are saying. And anybody that's having a problem hearing, it's because you're listening to the wrong voice. Don't blame it on Jesus. Jesus died so you could live. He knows exactly what it takes for you to finally say, man, I need Jesus. The second thing that will help you realize that you can live the easy life is connection. Connection. Diet has a part of daddy I don't have, and she is so important to me if I'm going to have more of him. 
Every one of us become treasure to one another when we realize connection. With God, all things are possible. Without God, we can do nothing. And in our world right now, in the culture we're living in, there's so much going on, so much happening, that the pushback on connecting is huge. Everybody catching this? So where two agree, two or three gather, where two or three gather, who's there? I left out a very important part of this, and that is in his name is the third dynamic. We need agreement, we need connection, and we must do it in his name because that's who we are to him. And if you're not being who he says you are, all he needs is you to agree with what he's telling you so he can get in and feast with you and start forming himself in you. Do you get to this place where you're walking in the power of his spirit, which is Holy Ghost fire, country boy lingo. Holy Ghost and fire. Be careful saying ghost, pastor. We need the Spirit of God because we need to be empowered, amen, by his Spirit to make choices we can't make apart from him. With him, I can do anything. Without him, I can do nothing. Without him, if you hit me, I'm going to probably knock you out. Anybody ever agree with that? It's like turnabout's fair play. I still believe an eye for an eye, two for two. Right? I got a Bible study to back up what I'm about to do to you because you messed up. Got a, got a, laughing gas is important when doing surgery. God is cutting some cancers out of us right now. Amen. He's cutting out some lying spirits and ideas that we've carried for decades and generations. They got to go. I need Jesus. And so connection's valid, but in his name. In his name. When I'm empowered by him to be like him, and, you, and you've heard me say it over the past few weeks, he's peeling this onion back until we get all the layers off. Got to get them layers off. Got to get them off until we, we're, we're totally ready. It's like he takes that, that, that clay that's hard, and he crushes it, and he beats it into powder. Anybody felt like that before? Dude, I am there. And then he takes you and puts you in a bag, because he's the potter and we're the clay, and he pours his spirit water on you. Mings it and puts it, gets it by and lets it sit there until it's ready for him to form you into the identity he designed you to be, which is Jesus. Amen. If any man or woman be in Christ, they are a new creature. Spirit of Christ has come to me, that guy in the mirror, and making that guy repent 
which means agree with what daddy's saying. Not, stop there. I'm sorry, Lord, that I keep doing stupid. That ain't working. The apologies ain't working. Repentance works. Change the way. How do I change the way I think? What's he saying? Well, I don't understand that. Go with it. Yeah. Agree. That's repentance. You mean I don't have to understand it? That's right. If he said it, step out of the boat and walk with him on water. You might sink a few times, but he'll grab you. And he'll teach you how to walk on water. But agree. 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 Somebody's catching this agreement thing right here. Somebody's finding out what repentance really is. The idea that I need to be sorry and, and beg and do some penance and beat myself up. And once I do that till I'm almost dead, you might accept me. That's real in Christianity, y'all. That's real in this religious world. And the enemy is taking people out with that lie. Be ye perfect as my Father in heaven is perfect. It's your choice. The moment you agree with what God's saying, a transaction takes place. A transformation takes place from imperfection to perfection in that very moment. Well, I don't know about that, Pastor. Okay, I'm going to give you all some examples. Y'all ready? And the enemy is like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm facing to run out of here seven different ways. Somebody's going to believe this. Well, I'll give you some Old Testament, and I'll give you a New Testament. That'll help you. Last couple of weeks, we talked about Isaiah. The moment he said, I'm a man of unclean lips, he repented. That coal from the altar touched his lip, and his guilt was taken away immediately. And God says, I need a man. Here I am, Lord, send me. One moment. He's a sinner. The next moment, he's God's man. Oh, okay. Job. He had a few things. He had a few issues. He had some religious demons. He was dealing with what he didn't even know it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Being the, and God's calling him a good guy. He's, perfect, he's, he's a righteous man in the East. He's, he fears God. He, he, he don't like evil. Well, that's got to be. He's, he's saved. Okay. Trouble comes, and, and Job don't know what's going on and what's happening. I, I, must, I must be wrong. Some, I did something wrong, and, and the next thing you know, he's trying to qualify the fact, I don't know what I did wrong because I've been doing this, and I've been doing that, and I've been doing this. It all sounds right because it sounds like God said he was doing that too. But at the end of the thing, Job realized after God opened his mouth that I hadn't been opening my mouth when I shouldn't have been opening my mouth. Pause for a minute. Pause for effect. God can say something, and he may have said it through somebody else, and it was God. But he wants me to only say what I hear him say, not what you say. What you say can encourage me to say what he's saying to me, and we can put that together when we get connected. Woo! One can put 1,000 to flight. Two can put 10,000 to flight. But we only say what we hear him say because I choose to have an ear. Amen. And I choose to agree with him so that I can, in my lack of power, be empowered now with God's presence. You tracking? And so 
what we're faced with right now is a dichotomy, amen, <laughs> of, Lord, you're telling me to do something, but I don't understand. I don't understand. And you're dealing with the pushback, I don't understand. And he's saying, I'm telling you this, now go get connected to my body. Get fitted. Woo. Because there's some other things I've been saying to the other members in the body that if you'll get connected, what I'm saying to them, all of a sudden the picture comes in. Is that right? All of a sudden that picture starts showing up and we can see what we didn't see before. But our culture is so set up right now, it's keeping us disconnected. I'm going to say this bluntly, y'all. You need to find as many people as you can. It, I mean, it, you need to find two or three as many times every day, all week, the month, that you can group with. Group often. They of understanding speak often one to the other. Why? So they can know their God. And when they know their God, they can do, who's doing it? God is. Great exploits. And so at the end of the time, Job says, I shouldn't have opened my mouth. It wasn't that he wasn't telling solid stuff. It's just that God wasn't saying any of that through him. He was talking, but it wasn't God talking through him. I shouldn't have opened my mouth. I should have said nothing. And the Lord said, I like that. That's good. That's right. I agree with you, Lord. I shouldn't have said nothing. I can you now. I got some boys over here I really love, but if you don't help me, they're probably gonna die because they're hard headed. He loves everybody, and as soon as Job repented, the Lord said, "Get up and go pray for these boys, because I love them too, and I want them to live." Isn't that interesting? Oh, did anybody know King David? King David, a man after God's own heart, and that man. <laughs> when he should have been out there where kings belong at the time of battle. He was letting his wiring system be attracted with by God, and he, he gets in trouble. He commits adultery. Now he got to lie. Now he got to cover it. Now he's got to kill somebody. That's what the devil's saying. And David, an adulterer, a liar, a murderer, like a man after God's own heart, Anybody getting some help right now? He was a man after God's own heart. He's a murderer, a liar, an adulterer. And God loves him, but he's a murderer. He's a liar. He's an adulterer. He's, he's in the soap operas. Well, you could write a soap opera with that one, couldn't you? And God sends somebody that chose to have an ear that was consistently agreeing with God, and his name was Nathan the prophet. And Nathan goes in there and says to David, you are the man. And when David heard that, he fell. And he repented. <sighs> he changed the way he was thinking and realized that he was before God. He repented. And the moment he repented, God speaks through the prophet like he's going to speak through you. 
And he says to David, the Lord has put it behind you. Get up. I mean, boom, shagalaka right now. And David didn't have to wait for 20 years. David had to wait one day. It was in a moment's time that what he was guilty of was put behind him. And he didn't even have the cross yet of Jesus Christ. This is helping somebody. Oh, let me give you the booger bear of them all. Paul. Better known as Saul, a Pharisee of Pharisees. Boy, he was into the religious dynamic. Saul, before he became Paul, is killing everybody that believes in Jesus he can find. And he is doing that with passion for God. Anybody ever been working for God like that? Has anybody here ever been so into doing the work of God, you was just wiping everything you thought was the devil out, and it was really what God loved. Paul literally believed that he was doing God a service and he was killing the children of God. And God already handpicked him. And God meets him on the road going to get more letters, more Support to go kill anybody that believes in Jesus. And God came as a light to him in his darkness and struck him down in love and said, Why are you persecuting me, Paul? Anybody ever heard of God like that? You'd be surprised if you turn your ears in and you choose to have an ear. You'll find out that you've probably been crucifying Jesus to an open shame. Does anybody want to find out if you're doing that to him? I do. Don't have, you don't have to read, but I don't want to crucify. It's easy to do when you don't choose to have an ear. It's easy to do when you choose not to agree with what you don't understand. It's very easy to do if you keep being by yourself. It's not good for man and woman to be alone. I know it says bad man, but that means woman too. It's not good for anybody to be alone. If you're going to be in a position where you're on, you better invite Jesus to hang out with you. Amen? And the moment Paul got the revelation, I didn't know I was doing that to you, Lord. The moment God gives him a directive, he's already got his guy coming to meet him. And a nice so that he could pray for him right now that the scales fall from his eyes and he be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Anybody want the easy life? It's your call. Quit paying attention to what's going on in our world. There's trouble on every side. Don't let what's going on in our world have your attention. Give Jesus your ear. Stop spending your time with all that's wrong and talking about how we should do whatever it is you think we should do to fix it and ask God to fix you.
because he ain't worried about anything going on in this world. He paid the debt off, and he set it up, and he's in the details. He gave his life, and he loved us before we was ever lovable. Before we could ever love anybody, he loved us first. And if he ever gets his place in the house that he owns, you talk about loving people. You talking about people finding an opportunity to repent. You're going to be his mouthpiece. Amen. It's time to get connected. Can we stand? The easy life is to agree, to get connected, and get in his name. And this is what I'm praying for you about. When you're in Jesus' name, it's never about you. When you're in Jesus' name, it's always about daddy and my brother. I'm more concerned about the needs of my brother than I am myself. And I would never say anything negative about you, brother, if I'm in his name. The only reason I can find a flaw in you is because I'm not in his name. I'm in the name of something else. Are y'all tracking? I'm not okay and it's your fault doesn't come from being in Jesus' name. It comes from being in something else. Have I ever did that? And so I need to get with someone else that's in his name and hang out with someone else in his name because we're two or three gather in his name. The wind comes and the fire falls and the anointing happens and God starts doing things I can't understand I don't care because I'm in Him and I get to be a little kid and play in Daddy's playground and see God at work through me because I'm in His name I'm praying that you be in His name because if two or three in His name get together there can be a thousand people that's not in His name and guess who has dominion? the two or three That's why you want to group, y'all. You want to hang out with somebody else in his name so that our world can be impacted. Our community can be changed. Amen. God's asking us, come live the easy life. Take my yoke on you. Let me teach you. And when you get stabbed in the back, it's okay. When you get slapped, you're looking for another one. Bring it on, because every time I get slapped, God does something. It's like, bring it on, man. Trouble, and now I can sleep with him in the storm. Anybody want to sleep with him in the storm? Thank you, Father, right now that you're speaking to us. We've missed the miracle how many times, Lord? When we could have slept with you in the storm instead of fuss at you. We could have taken advantage of the miracle that you were doing instead of focusing on the darkness that was happening. Lord, today we agree with the light and easy life. Kingdom of God come. Kingdom of God come. Give us bread. Give us that direct word right now, Lord. 
Forgive us for every time we failed living up to your nature and character, even as we forgive those that have failed to live up to your character when they hurt our feelings. Lord, help me, amen, to take advantage of tribulation when it comes and to have wisdom to overcome evil when it shows up. For we live and we exist for your good pleasure, for your power and your glory. What do you want today? Amen. You can have everything heaven has afforded you right now. It's your choice. You don't have to do anything good. You just come as children with all the baggage, all the pain, all the frustration. And daddy will take it. And he'll come in. Anybody want to let him come in today? I'll pray with you if you want me to. But I encourage you, run to daddy. Run in your mind's eye and vision and jump up into daddy's lap and let him comfort you today. Anything can happen if you'll agree with him right now. Agreement moves you into the very presence and fire of God's spirit. Receive it.